You're listening to Screen Podcast. Hi guys, thank you for listening to the third episode of the Screen Podcast. As usual, I'm Angela and I'll be your host for today's podcast. As a reminder, this podcast is a pre-event leading to our main exhibition, Screen, organized by Taylor's University Architecture Graduates of 2020. That will be showcased live on 11th to the 13th of December 2020. So please check out our social media platforms and website linked in the description for more information. Today we will be discussing about how the pandemic has affected architecture students based on an article, Schools Out. How are architecture students coping with the coronavirus shutdowns? The link to the article was posted yesterday on our Instagram account, so go check it out. Today, I have a special guest with me. She is one of the few students in our batch that uses manual methods to represent her final works throughout degree, and she's also one of the most hardworking students in our batch. Please welcome Agnes. Well, thank you very much, Bila, for the good introduction. I believe you have read through the article. So, Agnes, what do you think of the article? Well, I think that article is very much relevant to what we are seeing today, whatever that's happening in the world today. Not only something that only affects the architectural schools, but I think other faculties as well. You know, look at you know other prestigious universities like LSE, Imperial College London, and all that. They are all trying to switch to online lessons. But the question lies in, is online lessons you know, has it proven to be as good as having to have your lessons conducted face-to-face, you know, with the lecturers, with your peers and all that. And what, the one thing that I'm worried about is that with this switch of having everything to be conducted online, we will one day lose touch in whatever personal relationships is it whenever it comes to communication, communicating with one another, you know, through screen, you know, with having a medium through a platform, as opposed to having to communicate face-to-face face to face with a person. So that is one of the things in which I'm worried, but not too worried because after all, well, we have to embrace change and the world evolves. You can't expect time to just stay still and let technology to just, you know, just stay complacent throughout the whole era. So we have to evolve, evolve with time as well. That's what I truly believe in. And I hope that with this platform, with Zoom platform, or whatever that you may call it, Microsoft Teams and all those sort of platforms, I believe they are here for good. And things are becoming more convenient for each and every one of us right now in having to conduct classes, conduct meetings, and whatever discussions that you might want to have with webinars and all that, which serves positive impact to everyone. Yeah. I agree, actually. I'm, I'm pretty much grateful that we are able to access all these different type of platforms because, of course, nothing really beats uh, physical face-to-face tutorials and, and the studio culture and the studio life. But uh, as long as we have like this sort of platforms, it does sort of help us trying to progress towards virtual learning uh, in a better way when compared to not having these platforms. So. Since you've read about the article about the different hardships about the students, what they faced during the pandemic, what was your biggest challenge that you faced or the biggest issue that you faced during the coronavirus lockdown? Well, the biggest challenge that I faced, I wouldn't say the biggest challenge, 
but I will see it as a positive thing. Well, it may be tough, you know, not being able to reach out to your lecturer immediately the moment you need them, you know, to correct your drawings, to ask them if what they have done is correct or if this path that you're leading yourself towards the direction of your design is actually what you are supposed to head towards too, is right. You know, these are the things that I think pose as a main challenge for me because it's the incapability of me having to reach out directly face to face with my lecturer and talk it out with him straight directly. It's what probably put me back and what are the possibilities in which I could have perhaps pushed myself further or take myself one step further into the exploration of designs. So I think, well, I'm not going to blame the lockdown for all of this, but one thing that I'm for sure is this, this final semester, having it conducted online has given me a whole new perspective of what the future, you know, prepares for all of this right now in this era of digitalization, right? So I'm not going to say that this is one of the drawbacks, having our final semester to be conducted online, but I think it serves as a preparation for me, you know, to prepare myself for what is to come in the future, in the near future. You know, everything would be, most of the things in the future will be conducted online. We no longer have to face with, you know, with the people around you who's going to guide you, who's going to teach you. You know, everything is very much relying upon digital technology. And it's, it's time that we start to embrace it and not see it as something that we should, you know, see it as a negative thing. Yeah, I do agree with what you said. I've actually read another article which compares virtual design studio learning and like physical design studio learning, which will be in one of another of our podcasts. One of the answers is that they actually think that virtual design like virtual design studio learning can be actually incorporated together with physical design studio. So in a way that it becomes more of a blended learning. So as we can see, people do like agree that maybe it is time for some things to be conducted online so we can have this sort of like more has an interesting curricular as compared to like everything has to be physical but then again like when it comes to design studio i believe most of us would prefer a physical design studio how about like for other challenges for example through the article i've seen some students saying that oh, maybe because they aren't able to access to the studio them itself, that means they won't get to have like a proper workspace and such. Do you feel like you have that problem as well? Yeah, I do feel that I, you know, I kind of miss the culture life of what is it like to work in studio with your peers. You know, when it, times, when it comes to having lunch, you know, we used to have lunch together and then we'll walk back to studio and continue on with our work. These are the sort of things in which I really miss most um, throughout that four months of final semester. Yeah, I think we also like help motivate each other as well. Like we bounce off each other's ideas and we keep each other in track, lah, you know, especially when it comes to like assignments, whether if it's group or individual, because some of us, we may ponder on our ideas, right? And you might not, you might like think whether you should move on or you should, you should still think about it, some change and tweak some little things when maybe your friends might think that, oh, you're, you're running out of time, you should actually stop. So this is actually, peer, this kind of peer learning is actually quite, um, I'll say one of the aspects that I miss the most, like, just like friends helping out each other, like sharing ideas, keeping each other in track, motivating each other to like, to just go through the semester and achieve the final outcome that they wish to achieve. Yeah. 
I totally agree with you on that. Well, you see, the thing is, like I said, the human connection is something that's missing throughout that period of us having our lessons to be conducted online. There are times where I feel extremely stressed out. There are times where I don't know if I'm going or moving towards the right path, you know, going path uh, in my design or any other subjects to see if I'm, you know, keeping track with my work. Am I on track, you know, or am I flying behind as opposed to the work of my peers? So these are the things which can be a bit difficult and it can, you, you get to feel a bit lonely at times because you don't have anyone that you could turn to to your left or to your right side to seek for help, or assistance, guidance, or even advice on what can you do to improve this or that. And, well, this is something that I think we should start working on, you know. Even though, yes, we do have online lessons, but try to make a point that as a group of friends, we come back together to have our own discourse, to have our own meetings, discussions. I mean, don't hold back. After all, you know, we need our own support system in order to, to move forward and embrace challenges and obstacles that we're currently facing. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with what you said because I feel like a big part of being an architecture student is it sort of forms a tight-knit community of students and everyone is there for each other. So having this sort of virtual learning, it does cut off. Not to say it cut off completely, we are still able to communicate with each other online, but it's not the same as having your friend literally right beside you, so you can just talk to each other and then consult them when necessary. This is like, honestly, I feel like this is what all of us miss. Since things are being conducted virtually, let's move on to this question. Do you think that the projects that you've done or like all the students have done are being accessed fairly online or do you think uh, everyone could perhaps perform better physically? I wouldn't say that you could have performed better if it were to be, you know, done, if it were to be done physically or if it were to be done online. But let's look at it in this way. Yes, it's true that sometimes when your work is being assessed online, especially for studio work, if it were to be assessed online, the essence of a work can't be translated you know, from the screen to what you see with your actual eyes, if you see the physical copy of it, right? Yeah. It's just that personal touch of what you see in real life as opposed to what you see on screen is what makes the, the difference. Well, some people may prefer having to see everything on screen because of its convenience, uh, because you get to see the whole picture all in within one screen, which is just the size of an A4, right? Let's say. As opposed to like, what, 12 AO bots? So I wouldn't say that whether or not it's, it's assessed fairly or unfairly, but let's face it. If you were to have it printed or get it all done physically, you need printing. You incur some printing costs, transportation costs and all that. Printing, all right? Let's say you want to print 12A1 or AO bots, right? Just think about the amount of harm that you're going to cause the environment after having disposed your phone bots, having disposed your printed presentation bots and all that. Is it really worth having to sacrifice what the environment has to offer you, you know, in relation to online learning where it, all that matters is just your grade? Ask yourself, we are, I mean, we are studying architecture and environment should be one of the foremost Thing that we should all think about and care for 
And we as architecture, we are the ones who cause so much of harm towards the environment. After all, what we should all remember now, in this time and day, in this era, where climate change and global warming is not something that is a myth, but something that's serious that we should all look upon to and take into consideration whenever we design our buildings or whatever it is. Ask yourself, is it really worth sacrificing all this just because you want your ego to be bigger than, than whatever it is that you want it to be, right? Yes, it's true. You may have the most presentable or the most iconic presentation boards among your peers. Yes, it's true. But look at the harm. And then you have caused the environment. The moment you dispose the foam boards, you burn the foam boards, the carbon monoxide and all that. Is it really worth it? After all, don't forget that we are not the only generation who, are, who will be living on this earth, on this mother earth. There'll be, our future generations will be here to take over our place. So that's where sustainability comes in, right? Each and every one of us has a role to play, okay? So this is something that we should not forget. Great is not everything, okay? It's after all, it's about your own responsibility and how do you execute the responsibility and play your part as a decent human being who cares for Mother Nature, okay? So that's just my, of what my advice would be. I think what you said was quite true because most students who, because of this whole coronavirus lockdown situation, as well as the transition to virtual learning, you might just think, oh, it's a good thing that we save up on printing costs, for example, printing our portfolio since we are, we are in our final semester and we need to have a portfolio in order for us for our further ventures, as well as like, oh, there's a decreased cost in modeling, laser cutting, uh, printing out boards, those kind of stuff. But I feel like it might be an oversight for us uh, because some of us, we don't really think that far. Like we just, oh, we save costs. We just think about like saving costs. Because of the technology that we have now, we can actually do 3D modeling. We can, everyone can learn. It's easy for everyone to get a grasp of it. So I don't think, of, of course, you can't really compare to holding a physical model and getting, getting that 360 degree view of your entire design. But I do think that it still offers this sort of like alternative being that you can still show your spaces through, for example, like rendering programs like Lumion, you can go like space by space. There's a virtual walkthrough option for you to do that. So I think virtual learning does save environment. It kind of like shows how us as students, we can still use these programs to adapt and uh, nonetheless showcase our designs, even though we do not have the option to present physically. I totally agree with you. Like you said, one word that highlights everything, to summarize everything, that one word says it all, and that was the word in which you used earlier on, which is adaptability. Well, it's time that we try to adapt to the changes that we have to really take up on what the world has to offer us. I mean, look at the digital transformation of the world. In the next couple of months, like every two, every two months, you've got, you know, a new smartphone being released, you know, being launched and all that. You know, it's, it's going so fast that within a blink of an eye, a new software will be created for all of us to create or to present our ideas more effectively, all right? And a different method or a different medium, right? Right now, we only have what they call Lumion and all that, you know, having a walk around your spaces, your buildings, 
just to give people a feel of what is it like if that building were to be built. That's amazing, isn't it? So after all, we have to learn to adapt, right? And don't say that all this, you know, will, will, be, will not be as good as having a physical presentation. After all, we have to adapt. If you don't adapt, you will lose behind in the race, in a rat race game. Look at, for example, take for instance, right? Have you heard of the company called Kodak? You see, yes, it's true. Decades ago, they used to be at the forefront of having to produce films for cameras and all that. But they've forgotten that technology will one day replace what you call those sort of um, cameras that you use to carry around and you need to bring your film camera shop to have it developed and printed and then you kept it all in an album, right? But times has changed. Slowly, we started to evolve, you know, through the existence of what we call a smartphone. We don't need to print our photographs anymore. We only do so whenever we need to do something with the photographs, the printed photographs, right? So everything is stored in your phone. So look at what Kodak's doing now. They're dying off. I think they have probably suffered throughout the years because they have, they have not adapted with the changes that has, that has occurred throughout the decades right, of technological advancement. So we too, if you don't want to fall behind, we all have to start embracing the change and to adapt with all these changes in order to welcome what is to come to us and not, you know, be left behind. So that is what I believe in. And I feel like being in our field, like architecture, architecture itself should be also and have this sort of adaptability so it can fit, for example, the function that they are trying to achieve as well as the needs of the people. So architecture itself embodies the aspect of adaptability. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I totally agree with it. Well, you see, back then buildings were only built for offices, residential houses, you no know, retail shops. That's it, right? But nowadays, with all these hipster ideas, you know, with all these little trendy cafes coming up, you have different demands, you have different needs to cater to the young ones, right? Who seems to be going out a whole lot more than the era of our parents, right? We seem to be a bit more outgoing. We spend a little more time with our peers, with our friends. We hang out in cafes, we hang out in libraries and all that. So after all, these are the things that we have to learn to, to progress as time goes by with the current needs and demands of the people. Speaking of adaptability, as we know, because of the coronavirus lockdown, there is, of course, a sort of impact that this pandemic has on our economy. Do you think that many, for example, architecture students who are fresh graduates uh, would, let's say, would they struggle to find a job? And if you, if you think so, do you have any advice to provide them? And if not, can you tell me like, why do you think it won't be such a problem for like, architecture students who are fresh graduates to find a job? I think there are are quite a number of fresh grads, not only from our universities, but from other universities as well, either local or foreign universities. They are currently finding um, difficult to lend themselves a job and either in KL or back in their hometown. Well, with the current economical situation, well, we, we can't really blame all these people whom we have, you know, go forward and apply jobs for for not having to accept them. 
Because after all, you have to understand that this is really an unprecedented thing. No one actually knew this COVID-19 would just hit all of us just like a brick, you know, in the face. So try to look at it in the brighter side. I mean, the, the brighter side of things. Yes, you may be unemployed now, but why worry? In the meantime, maybe you can start picking up some new skills, skills that has not been explored by many people, by many students or employees. Try to hone your skills, hone your either your soft skills or your software skills, whatever it may be. Take this time to really ask yourself if this is the direction you want to go. If it's yes, then it's time for you to hone your skills. Try to continue to keep the momentum going, right? Don't lose the passion in you. And don't ever feel demotivated just because none of the companies out there are willing to take you in. Because don't forget that they themselves are facing a very difficult time at the moment to keep them to, to actually sustain their very own practice. Okay? The reason why they do not want to take you in just so that they do not want to see you suffer just like any one of them right now. Yes, it's true. Some companies are still going, they're still running. But don't forget that the employees who are currently working all these practices, they are either getting a pay cut at the moment or much worse, some of them got retrenched entirely. They are out of jobs. So what are you going to bring back to feed your family? What are you going to put food on the table the next day? Ask yourself, well, you can still continue to sustain yourself through small little things like this. And see it on a brighter side. Take this time to further understand yourself read more learn more don't ever stop learning try to explore another side of you that you have never seen before through certain explorations right whatever that it may be you know it could be your hobbies it could be some interests of yours you know that will lead you to a different path that might bring an added advantage with you the moment the market out there is ready to employ you in well, that was really great advice, Agnes. I really, and it was quite motivating as well because what you said, it really, it really resonates with what I think as well because of course the pandemic itself hits everyone really hard. And of course it has definitely affected various like fields and businesses. And I think that if you, if one is given the privilege to, for example, you can have some time at home, it is really a, I'll say a good time for you to improve yourself and hone like different skills, for example, because of, uh, as we all know, life is about like constantly learning and constantly trying to improve yourself. So what uh, the advice that you give uh, for everyone to just sort of like venture out and see what else they like and what skills they have been trying to want to learn for a long time, uh, it is really good advice. Maybe what you thought you wanted at the beginning wasn't what you want now or perhaps it's not what you want in the future. So as we mentioned to before, adaptability, maybe like think about, oh, perhaps I want to venture into another business, perhaps another field, and just sort of like know yourself more, like what you said, because if we are like students, right, we're constantly like studying and then we're just trying to learn and trying to have a grasp of everything at once. And then it might be overwhelming for you to have your time to yourself. So this is a really good time for you to learn more about yourself. So this was an interesting conversation, Agnes. I was, it's really good to talk to you. Thank you very much for inviting me. And I hope that the listeners have a nice time listening to our conversation. Thanks for your fascinating input for this week's topic. 
And of course, thank you to the listeners who are listening to today's podcast. Remember to stay tuned for next week's episode on the 19th. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at underscore screen dot 2020. That's at underscore S-C-R-E-E-N dot 2020. And next week's topic will be released on our Instagram a day before our episode. So don't forget to check that out. Stay safe and see you all soon. 